Hey guys, what's up? It is about 2.40 p.m. on this uh, December 6th, Wednesday, 2023. And I wanted to come on here because you can see the title um, in the thumbnail and the various pictures that help represent this. Uh, but I wanted to discuss, I was thinking about this, and I'm going to try the best that I can do in answering this since I'm not going off any bullet points or script. You know, I'm going basically based off my own experiences, you know, being a fan, and also based, you know, and, you know, just give my own general thoughts overall. Uh, but the question, obviously, that you see here is, why do writers and artists go the female shape-shifting slash melting route in the stories slash webcomics? Now, the reason I put female in the title here, and I say this with all due respect, no offense, uh, because I know I probably talked about it before and new on numerous occasions, is, you know, is basically because of the fact that a lot of the stories that you read at DeviantArt, you read via Patreon, you read at, you know, fanfiction.net, Ink Bunny, or wherever, a lot of them basically, you know, that go the shape-shifting, melting route have females as the main protagonists that gain these powers or gain this uh, ability, um, if you will, as I just uh, fixed everything here temporarily, there we go. Just uh, fixing a little bit of a picture here. There we go, making sure it's all there. All right, making sure there's no gaps or anything. But yeah, anyway, uh, getting back on topic, you know, uh, basically, like I said, you, when you notice, when you read those uh, stories or you read those web comics, you always notice, and I say it with all due respect, no offense, that female, the main female protagonist is the one that ends up uh, with these powers of shape-shifting and melting. And if not, basically uh, a combination of all, all of that together. But but the question is, why do writers and artists go this route, though? Whether it's mainly female or on the occasion male. Because one of the stories you could see at the uh, bottom uh, left corner, I think, uh, depending on how you watch it, the bottom left corner of your screen, uh, Wonderlot, one uh, Wanderlust, Wanderlust, uh, is a new story by Next, uh, by Next Star Comics, Next Star Comics, and um, they do the Patreon comics like every week, but you know they keep them all in the same area. Like they don't do it separately like some others do. They keep them all like okay, we're just gonna update it, if you will. But like with Wanderlust. Well, Wanderlust here. Uh, apparently, from what I've read, the main character is a male. The main character is a male who gets this, uh, who who, um, who gets a subscription to a shape-shifting potion club or a shape-shifting club that will send a potion his way and allow him to change into whoever he wants to be. That thus, you know, the uh, question at the bottom of who do you want to be today? And you know, there you go. But, you know, again, it's not just, you know, male characters or female characters when it comes to this. It's basically the question of why. Why do writers and artists go this, uh, go the female shape-shifting melting route in those stories slash webcomics, especially if those webcomics and stories are of the very adult, erotic, SFW, NFSW uh, variety? Like, wh why do they go that route um, in, in those cases? Well, 
I think the reason they go this route, I think the reason they go this route is mainly for the fact to really change things up, if you will, really change things up. And what I mean by change things up, I'm talking about mainly the fact of, you know, basically taking what would be a normal, you know, softcore, hardcore, erotic story between a male and a female or female and female or male, male, depending if you, you know, uh, go that route. Uh, no offense, uh, but you know, I, I basically I think the reason they go you know in this direction why they utilize uh, this trope or these tropes, if you will, is because if you just go the normal route of you know erotic, softcore, hardcore, NFSW, you know S, S, uh, SFW um, stories, if you just go that normal route, then you know that that intimate that uh, moment of intimacy if you will between the characters that moment of intimacy between the characters um is going to be uh basically you know just straightforward you know it's just going to be straightforward to where it's like you know all you have to do do is imagine in your mind okay what position are they in now and then if you need any idea of what position they might be in or how they're doing it all you have to do, or tell yourself you have to do, is just look on the internet or tune into um, on demand on your te uh, television. You know, look at one of your uh, premium channels that might still offer the late night stuff of the adult kind, and you'll pretty much get your idea. You know, you'll pretty much get your idea, you know, of exactly what's going on between the participants in that very intimate moment. And this is why I think, you know, um, artists and writers go, you know, the route of female shape-shifting slash melting. Because of the fact that you could do a lot more, if you will, you could do a lot more uh, with, you know, you know with, that, with that trope, with that texture, you know, added on top of what would be normal, you know, eroticism, soft-coreness and all that, but, you know, intimacy, if you will. Uh, in that moment, between a male and a female, 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 male, male, depending, again, if you're into that, no offense, um, you know, it, it creates more variety, it creates more, you know, fun, you know, in interesting situations. And, you know, as a matter of fact, um, Trouble TRO, whose um, banner from Patreon is right there, that's a banner showing examples of some of the stories he works on, mainly all shape-shifting related, um, Trouble TRO did a Agent Pink Bedlam's Revenge 2 uh, story, mainly an epilogue portion of it as I open up my Coke here. Or Coca-Cola, that is. But he did the epilogue to Bedlam's Revenge 2. And it was mainly, the main focus of it was uh, one of his characters, you know, uh, basically getting it on with Mr. Internet Man's character, Demonica. You know, Demonica Veronica. Um, and basically, they were getting it on in a very shape-shifty, and then later on, gooey, liquidy way. And, you know, and basically, ba and basically, you know, um, one of the stories he did recently, as of last year, he's working on the, he's already wrote up the sequel, he's, wrote, he's already wrote up the script for the sequel, from what I understand, from what I understand, he's already wrote up the sequel, and he's currently working on the renderings of it, 
one of the last stories that was more based in gooiness, latex, slime girlness, and all that was a science experiment, which I talked about uh, recently in a video predicting exactly where, you know, it was going to go in the follow-up. And pretty much from what I heard him uh, mention to, to some people, from what I've heard him mention to some people, uh, basically, you know, because people were curious, like, you know, how how much more gooier and meltily is it going to be between the two ladies who gained these powers or became, you know, these latex, or these women of gooey slime girl latexness, you know, like how gooey and meltily from a lesbian NFSW perspective is the sequel going to be? And he basically said his answer was, there's going to be a, and his answer was basically, there's going to be a lot of that. That, you know, there's going to be a lot more than what you got a sample of in the first part. Basically stating that, yeah, most of the story might end up being just that. But again, why would he go in that direction? Why would he choose to go in that direction? Well, the way the first story ended is one of the ladies that, you know, was a, uh, that gained these powers, you know, you know, her new, um, her new, I guess you could say, body is nothing more, from head to toe, was nothing more than black uh, latex, gooey, um, you know, um, I guess you could say, uh, a figure is what it was. It was nothing more than a, you know, humanoid, latex, drone, slime girl, um, humanoid figure. And what she did to basically, you know, get us, you know, hyped up for the sequel, uh, is she decided that the only way, A, for her and her girlfriend now to kind of go somewhere more roomier and private for them to really get it on was to take a, was to go and take a, was to drive, was to take a vehicle and drive, but not take any of theirs because that'd be too suspicious, you know, but instead create their own. And what she does is she runs into a wall and basically splats into goo. And after slish sloshing her way, you know, out of the goo that she's become, she basically slish sloshes herself and rebuilds herself into a car that the other girl gets into by melting down on top of the hood and inserting herself through, through into the car that the other girl became, and then driving off, saying that this is just the beginning. Now, basically, I bring that up. I bring that up because of the fact that, you know, one of the lines, one of the lines that one the other girl says, one of the lines that the other girl says. Um, after her friend turns into a car, you know, she decides she's going to shapeshift into a seductive, um, a seductive, I guess you could say, seductress, if you will. Seductive seductress. <laughs> but then she decides to go all gooey, like I said, just to enter into the car that her friends become. But one of the things she says before that is, I can't wait to come inside of you. But she doesn't say it in a way that erotic if you will she doesn't use the erotic term of it she goes c-o-m-e c-o-m-e instead of the other way it's pronounced in an erotic way or oh, an erotic um term you know she says c-o-m-e instead of you know the other interpretation of it um but but yeah she basically says that before she goes gooey to, to go into the car that her friend has become and then reform back into the seductive seductress that she's 
shapeshift into. I know that I know that may have sounded a little bit more complicated than it should have, but the point is that's exactly why people like Trouble TRO goes this route because you know by giving a character you know the ability to shapeshift, melt, if you will, and all that, especially in an erotic setting in their story, makes things a lot more interesting. Especially in his case, you know him being one of the three that you see at the bottom that does web comics. The one on the right is Jovin 16's, uh, that's a scene from his recent Nano Shift continuation, which he just started back up. And then, like I said, on the other side, you have Next Star's, or Next Star's uh, Wonderlust promotional image um, as well. But basically, he goes that route because it makes things a lot more interesting, a lot more intriguing. And in fact, going back to, like I said, about uh, Agent Pink, the epilogue to Agent Pink 2, Bedlam's Revenge, between his, um, I think, what is it, his, uh, I can't think of her name right now, Betty character, Betty character, if you will, and the Mr. Internet Man's Demonica character, is they shapeshift into different, you know, personas before going into the latex gooey mode. And the way it ends is Demonica Veronica uses her powers to teleport another character of Trouble TRO's, Emily, who is basically the girlfriend, I guess you could say, of uh, Betty, you know, teleport her into the location. And at first, Emily's like, you know, she doesn't see anybody around except a gooey red and black, you know, puddle on the bed. And two, she feels something crawling up her a leg and up her body and then she gets the idea oh that's my friend and that's that friend she talked about you know on the bed mixed together as goo because you know she feels this black and red tendril you know mixed together climbing up her body and then she decides okay you know I'll join you guys and you know if you want a party I'll still you know that's fine you like, you know she says something like okay I guess you guys started without me but you know what I know how to party too and she decides to go oh gooey as well and add herself to as one of them described, the mix, if you will, and thus they became, and thus they become like a almost near fusion of black, red, and turquoise green puddles, if you will. But yeah, she, um, but yeah, she, not she, but but basically that's one of the ways uh, Trouble Tro. One of the one of the examples I should say that Trouble Tro um, is you know utilizes you know this trope. You know, in his stories, especially if uh, the if excuse me, I'm getting a little tongue tied here, especially if they're they are of the erotic kind, or at least they lend themselves to the erotic side of things, if you will, because it makes things more interesting, makes things more intriguing. You know, to see how creative in story the characters can get, because you know you have the again you have these three girls. You know, instead of doing a regular threesome lesbian threesome they decide to use their powers to get more creative turn into different things and mostly end it by being nothing more than a trio of colorful puddles of goop that can fuse together into one person if you will and then on the right like i said that's a that's a scene from the recent nano shift um a chapter that uh jovan jovan 16 has been uh, revisiting now, he hasn't. Re- they haven't revisited it for about a year until recently, 
I'll return to it and all that in, in about a year until recently. And, you know, in this story, basically, the main character in the middle, her name is Jay, and that's the, um, that's basically a conclusion, that's the final page, if you will, of the recent Nano Shift where she's changing into another outfit. And long story short, you know, she just came back as well in the story because she had basically gone into a comatose state as a puddle of liquid goo, and it was wasn't until uh, two people that she knows of, at least one of them, is able to restore her back to normal. We kind of wake her up, and now she's back into the frame of things, you know. With you know, as far as the story goes, and according to, and according to Jovan sixteen, uh, there will be some uh, gooiness, gooey, melty, slime girl eroticism, lesbian sex, if you will, I guess, um, in the story. There, there will be. Um, but, you know, he too, you know, uses that trope, the shape-shifting, melting trope, to make things more interesting because when he first started doing uh, the Nanoshift stories, one of the things that he did in Nanoshift um, with Jay is he had Jay basically split in two, and Jay kind of had some self-loving going on. But what was interesting is he made the two uh, parts of that Jay became he made them. He made them their own uh, personalities. Personalities. In other words, he made them. He made them into having their own identities because they would talk about Jay as if she's, you know, you know, separate from them, even though they know they're basically her split in two. So that's the other interesting thing as to why people do this. You know, they one of the story concepts they like to come up with is, you know, they can if their character, if they want their character to do so, they could split their character into two or three, and the two or three that they become, you know, uh, the two or three that they become, you know, have their own distinct personalities. You know, they're their own individuals, even though they are part of, even though they're originally from one person, if you will. A good example of that is up here in the middle, on the on the left and on the top middle, if you will, these images on the left in the top middle are from uh, Mr. Internet Man, and the one the the two on the left are from his Walk in the Wild side deal deal, where he crosses over. He crosses over with. Uh, he has this Demonica Veronica character cross over with another person's character called uh, Ruby Walker. This character is created by. Aunt Zeusen, or Aunt Zeuser, or whatever. Uh, I do pen AZ, I'll just say for short. But anyway, Ruby Walker, AZ's character, you know, in story, has uh, fallen in love, you know, has fallen in love with um, uh, Demonica after meeting her, and has become a real, I, I guess you could say, I wouldn't say sadist, but a real, but has developed a real fetish for the more liquidy, melty side of things of Demonica's powers. So Demonica says, okay, I'm going to let you have a, a, you know, a taste of that, which is what Walk in the Wild Side is. And at the, and basically the end of it here is you see her giving her that ultimate taste to the point that they end up fusing together um, uh, into one. And this is just like, you know, the first step where you see the sploosh word at. That's the first step of them becoming fused together, and the end result is them becoming one uh, individual that doesn't, you know, kind of has a little bit of amnesia, if you will, but you can tell 
even though they kind of have amnesia, it's mostly Ruby that's running things, even though she can't remember who she is. You know, she's kind of like in control. Because one of the things that the fusion says is, um, uh, towards the end of the comic is, all that matters is, you know, all that matter. you know, that, the, uh, that basically the identity crisis can wait. Because all that matters, you know, uh, all that matters is, you know, uh, who, you know, um, all that matters is she's whole and everything. And all that, oh, no, it's like all that matters is the body that they're in or that she has and the powers. And then you see her kind of elongate, elasticate herself up the stairs to where she loses the humanoid form she's become, you know, and kind of pulls herself, pulls herself onto a bed and basically stays there and says, you know, I, and basically says things like, you know, if you, you know, like every movement is a delight. I don't want to say the other word, but a delight, if you will. And that she can, and that she can basically feel like she's just one big giant puddle of joy. And then you see her kind of spread out on the bed, like a, like a lake, like she's become a lake on the bed and saying that she might just stay that way for a while, which again shows you in story that the Ruby Walker character is more, or at least the Ruby Walker persona, you know, is more in charge of the fusion um, than Demonica Veronica is at that moment. Now, now the other one is from a recent picture he did, and that is, um, and that is of, his character Veronica. Now, what's interesting about Mr. Internet Man's characters, uh, his, uh, his character Demonica Veronica, is when the character was first introduced, she had to rely on applying nightshade. Veronica would have to apply the nightshade lipstick to become Demonica. And if she wanted to really increase her powers, her being a succubus, um, mischievous elf or demon elf, she would have to suck, temporarily suck out the life, life force, not not the entire life force, but just enough of somebody to the point that they would just end up like maybe with a, like maybe they have, maybe they feel like they've had a hangover from drinking too much or something like that. I think that's how he described it one time. I think that's how he described it one time. And mainly, uh, mainly the fact that, you know, by doing so, she, you know, her power, De Veronica's power as Demonica would increase and she could do a lot more. Like, she would have a 12-hour limit, but she could do a lot more in 12 hours. She could do this, she could do that, da 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 You know, uh, so over time, her character has evolved. You know, Mr. Internet Man has evolved her character to the point that she, Veronica, now no longer has to utilize uh, the, the nightshade lipstick because... For doing it so long, the power has basically seeped into her body and it's incorporated itself into her DNA to where all she has to do now is think, you know, think, I should say, of what she wants to do and what she wants to become and the rest is history. And she finds very creative ways to do it. Like she'll melt down into a puddle of goop, oop, as herself and then rise back up as Demonica and, you know, so on and so forth. And like this here is an example of her meeting up with I think the Betty character from uh, Trouble TRO and them basically using their powers to clad themselves in latex and make, you know, from head to toe and make out to the point that, as it's described, I think, by Mr. Internet Man, they lose themselves else to the point that their minds and everything meld together 
and they become something or someone completely different. And even one person mentioned in the, you know, someone mentioned, you know, in the comment section, did it look like they had become in this picture here, like I said, in the top middle, uh, become like some kind of a sculpture or something. But again, he he goes in these directions with his web comics of Demonica Veronica, whether the collabs or not, you know. Uh, he goes in the direction of utilizing the female shape-shifting melting route because of the fact that it's, it makes things more, you know, um, interesting. It makes things more creative. It makes things more fascinating. Like, you know, it makes you wonder, especially if you got to keep watching week by week or day by day. It makes you wonder, okay, like, what are they going to do next? Like, what, how, how... How imaginatively crazy are the two individuals going to get? Whether it's female, female, male, male, or male, female. It's like, you know, how inventively crazy are they going to get? You know, with these powers. You know, even if it's even if it's one or both. So you know, so. You know that that's why he also includes it as well because there are times he has uh, Veronica as the Monica split herself in two either by melting down into a puddle and then she just rises up and separates herself or whatever. And then, like I said, the, you know, the, uh, the two that she becomes has their own personalities in the end result. Sometimes if not most times is they make out with each other, if not have, you know, intimacy with each other. That's in a way she's making intimacy with herself, but the, but the two that she becomes has their own distinct personalities. Like one example is she becomes two girls, one in a cat, cat girl outfit, one in a devil outfit. They make out. And then as a bonus, continuation to that story, you know, basically they, you know, lose their clothing, you know, because of, you know, the uh, basically Demonica, Veronica split in two. They basically dissolve their clothing and are basically both naked as jaybirds, if you will. One's a redhead, one's a black, black one's a redhead, one's a bl bl uh, black hair girl, one's a redhead girl, and the question that they ask each other as they're looking at each other seductively is, you know, what do you think, and one of them says, I think little Veronica is going to have a hard time forgetting this night, and then they start kissing, saying, let's, well then, or they start making out, saying, you know, okay, well then let's give her, you know, a night she's not going to forget, you, if you will. So in other words, they understand exactly where they come from. But, but they talk about where they came from or who the person they came came from, you know, as someone separate from them. But they know that once they do the thing and really, you know, have fun, get intimate and all that, that, you know, during the night, they're going to probably end up whole again as Veronica. And Veronica is going to remember the that night of intimacy uh, basically with herself. In fact, one person commented in the comment section that, Oh, she's gonna. Veronica's gonna wake up very sore uh, in the morning. But you know, again, but again, this is why Mister Internet Man does this because of the fact that it makes things more intriguing. Like you know, he, by having Demonica Veronica do that, split herself in two, you know, it makes you one. It begs the question: Like, would you get it on with yourself if you could split in two and become two separate entities? Would you? get it on with you, yourself, and the question would be, yeah, maybe you would. Um, another, but that's not the only example. Another example on the bottom portion, on the bottom middle, and on the right, 
if you will, is from Desi Arts. Um, Desi Arts, and she's known for doing for years the Metamorphosized to Malleability series, but she's also done some other series as well, all dealing with characters that have shape-shifting powers. And in her main series, Metamorphosized to Malleability, which I've done various reviews of on here on YouTube, uh, basically, long story short, uh, the character that you see here, you know, turning into the scooter and basically at the uh, bathwater, if you will, uh, the character there, Briella, you know, gained the powers of, you know, shape-shifting and everything to where she could become anything she wants, even turn into goo and everything. And later on in the story, she gets a girlfriend in Crystal, and that's where things can really get more interesting and intriguing because, this, you know, there are uh, moments in the chapters or the shifts, as, uh, as Desi Arts calls them, or chapters, if you will, to where there are moments to where her and, you know, where Briella and Crystal will get it on and Briella will use her powers to really, you know, give Crystal a pleasurable, you know, moment that she'll never forget. You know, and I mean sometimes pleasurable to the point that it's like, woohoo, you know, batting down the hatches, if you will. And as I've said before in my reviews, I've always believed that the, that what Desi Arts has been doing as well is throwing hints out there that Crystal's going to gain powers as well. Maybe, maybe not. We'll have to see. But what she does is she uses this relationship the two have to show us, you know, an example, you know, when the moment is right of how creative both sides could get, you know, when they're in intimacy, like how creative, you know, and how far they can go uh, when they're, you know, really getting it on with each other, you know, and and stuff like that. I mean, I think there's even a chapter where Biella turns into a male and gets it on with Crystal, if you know what I mean. But most of the time it's, you know, the lesbian direction that they go in and that's pretty much it. And again, it's very create. And again, even though it's in, even though it's written, it's typed up. It's literal. It's literal. It's literature, if you will, that you have to read. It's literature you have to read. Uh, basically, you can imagine in your mind exactly how far they go. Or if you're fortunate enough, you'll get an image that represents maybe a certain scene in that chapter slash shift of metamorphosis to malleability. Like for example, this is just part of her malleable. Malleability, uh, Malleable Mondays um, gallery. And here you have Briella right in the bottom middle uh, basically turning into a scooter. That's giving you an idea that not only can she use her powers to really like make her girlfriend feel comfortable, like, you know, that's Crystal soaking in her right there. You know, uh, make her girlfriend feel comfortable, if not very comfortable in a very erotic way, but that she could also become anything else like she can be something her girlfriend can ride to work on and then that's it or whatever but you know metamorphosized to metalability isn't the only story she does she does some other ones like every may she has the melting me eye series where you have uh, originally you have me eye gain the powers of shape-shifting and melting mostly melting but then you have zara you know, Gainum, and they become who's a friend, basically girlfriend, and they have intimate craziness, if you will. And now you have an Elizabeth character coming into the fray, where you could have a threesome right there, and you just imagine in your mind, because it's all typed up literature-wise, 
it's all typed up to where you got to read it, you imagine in your mind of like how creative, you know, uh, me, I, and Zara, and now along with Elizabeth can be, you know, can be from fusing together to really this like having, you know, a very erotic time of the NFSW and beyond factor, if you know what I mean. But that's not the only one she's done as well. She's done some others. Like one of the more popular, one of the other ones outside of metamorphosis and malleability is becoming, is becoming unlimited, where it's about a guy who gains the powers to shapeshift, clay, you know, clay face like powers, and he becomes basically anything he can think of. But the issue during the story is he ends up creating these different personas that you know gain their own. Um, sentience, you know, their own sentience, you know, their own individuality, you know, he, you know, he creates these two, cha these characters, these alter egos that gain their own sentience, you know, uh, personalities and everything, to the point that it almost wipes them out of existence, till they co come to a compromise and realize, hey, we could still have, we could still each have what we want, but we have to work together, you know, and they kind of, and, and that's how the story kind of ends, on a happy note, to where, when they get the chance to work together, they'll have, you know, and they have the opportunity, they'll have some very creative, erotic fun with each other and with whoever accepts them as who they are. Um, getting some more Coca-Cola there. But, but that's just another example, like I said, is to, you know, but that's just another example of, you know, Desi Arts going that route. Now, there are others that I have yet mentioned, like Aunt Zora's, Aunt Zora's, if you will, goes this route as, you know, goes this route as well with her Morphica character. You know, she goes this well, route as well with her Morphica character, even collabing with Mr. Internet Man at times on uh, various stories. You know, she goes that route, which, um, which is very creative and everything, and it's fun to see. You kind of, and what's interesting about the Morphica character, who's a, who's the alter ego of a, I think her name's Christy or something like that. I go, I gotta go back and look. What's interesting about the Morphica character is she looks like a slime girl and everything, but she can shapeshift and melt, you know, as much as she wants and evaporate, because mainly she's a shapeshifter slime girl that is made of yim. That's y e l m yim, you know, if you will, or yelm. She's made of that and so she can become anything and exist i guess anywhere or something like that but but yeah they they do stories like that too to where they make things a little bit more interesting uh if you will for the character in fact one of the collab images that they did with mr internet man has veronica as demonica soaking in a tub and the tub the bathwater is uh morphica the bathwater is morphica you know, and everything, and they kind of kiss in the bathtub and everything with Morphica lifting, lifting her head up on a tendril to kiss uh, Demonica. But, yeah, these are just various examples of what I'm talking about. These are just various examples of what I'm talking about as to why writers and artists go the female shape-shifting, melting route, um, if you will, uh, when it comes to the stories. You know, it, it's, you know, these are just examples right here of you know, why they go this route, why they, you know, um, why they choose to, you know, incorporate, you know, this trope into their stories. 
mainly because of the fact that they just make it a you know regular soft core hardcore um, NFSW SFM you know NFSW SFW erotic story you know where you know okay there's going to be a erotic scene between the male and the female or the male and the male or the female and female you know you know that it's just going to be something that you could just to you know, look on the internet and find you can tune in to late night programming DVR wise on demand wise and find you know it's just going to be something like that so by adding in the idea that the female protagonist or even the male protagonist but mainly the female no offense all due respect all no offense all due respect when I bring this up you know when you add in the fact that the protagonist male or female but mostly female at times you know, has the ability to shapeshift and melt down and everything and do things like that. You know, it makes things, especially when it comes to them having an erotic time with uh, the significant other, it makes things a lot more interesting. It makes things a lot more intriguing uh, for people to um, to want to read and want to, you know, pay attention to and everything, uh, you know, as time goes on. I mean, there is... Um, there's not a moment, honestly, where people, when they're reading, um, you know, they're reading the resurgence of Pink Benefits. Pink Benefits just got brought back by Trouble TRO. There's not a moment to where they're like, okay, you know, okay, all this story's good and everything, but let's get to the good stuff. Let's get to the good stuff, you know, and everything. Because they want to see exactly how far Betty and Emily, both having these powers, can go, you know, with the significant others, you know. Uh, the same with, you know, Joven 16 and Nanoshift. Same thing with Nextat and any of their stories. You know, they want to see how far they're going to go. Even when they're reading it, they want to see how far, you know, uh, Desi Arts is going to go with Briella and Crystal, whatever original stories they come up with. You know, Mr. Internet Man's the same thing. You know, how far, how far will he go with his Demonica character and whoever he collabs with you know, in the future, or how far would he go if he lets his Demonica character do the split in two, split in three thing, and go from there? You know, that's what makes them want to tune in and watch, tune in and read more, look at or look at it more, if you will. So, to me, that's why writers and artists go that female shape shifting, melting root in their stories and web comics, or even the male or the male shape shifting, you know. Uh, shape-shifting, melting route in the stories and web comics. If not both, if not both, you know that's why they go the route. Period, because of the fact that you know it makes things more interesting. It makes things more. It makes things more interesting. It makes them more intriguing. You know, it makes you wonder. You know, like okay, we're gonna see it, but if it's gonna come back, you know, again, it makes you wonder. Okay, we're gonna see it. We know it's happening, and if you see it happen just briefly once. And you know it's coming again. It makes you wonder, like, okay, how far are they going to take it the next time they go this route? You know what I'm saying? It, it makes you, it makes you contemplate what's next. It makes you want to, you know, to, it makes you want to, you know, as I mentioned, pay attention to what happens uh, in the near future. But that, to me, is basically why we, um, you know, we have uh, people like this go right. People, you know, like the ones I've mentioned and other writers and artists go this route because it makes things more interesting, more intriguing and really keeps your 
attention, you know, on what's going to be happening next and wondering what's going to happen next. But anyway, though, guys, I just wanted to bring that up, get that out of my system. Uh, let me know what your thoughts are. You know, what do you have you heard about the some of the people I've talked about, Mr. Internet Man, uh, Aunt Zorizen, uh, Desi Arts, uh, Next uh, Next Star. Um, Trouble TRO, Joven16. Let me know if you've heard of any of them down below in the comment section. Um, if you will, let me know what some of the stories, or even in the live chat when you're listening to this, uh, let me know which uh, some of these are your favorite stories and stuff. Uh, you can find this on YouTube, hopefully, without any issues, and you'll find it also on Vimo. Uh, Vimo. You'll also find it on Vimo if there is some issues um, as well. But anyway, though, guys, just let me know what your thoughts are. I want to know, I want to know what you guys feel about how you guys feel about this. You know, what are your what are some of your favorite stories? Have you heard of these people? You know, and do you agree with what I have to say here? You know, let me know down below. And until next time, I am out.